everybody's going today, but uh, I'm just going to start this message here and maybe they can join us later. Um, so today I just want to talk about what do you see? Um, our spiritual vision is very important. And, um, and, you know, in Proverbs 29, it says that um, where there is no vision, my people perish. And so um, the most important thing that we can do in this very hour is to have spiritual vision. Uh, so many people have lost their ways and being uh, deceived is because they have lost their spiritual vision. And I want us to, to get our spiritual vision back um, because we need a vision for ourselves. We need a vision for our family. Uh, we need a vision for our future, our finance. We need a vision, and we need a godly vision, not not um, some um, you know human um, originated vision, but godly vision. Um, so the hour of having godly vision is very important, and I I, I want God is is wanting to draw uh, our attention to Him uh, in this very hour because there's so many things that can distract us. We can be looking at so many things. Uh, I want to start with Isaiah 42, verse 6 to 7. And this message is, um, is um, you know, a good message for the time and the hour and for this new year. And I pray for that uh, for everyone that uh, when you hear this, uh, it would... Um, open your eyes and, and see. I'm going to read it for you, okay? I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. Amen. God Amen. is speaking to us, his children, his, his, his uh, servant, his disciples. He's saying that, you know, he, he's going to hold our hands. So wherever we go in life, we don't have to worry about going it, about it on our own, but he's going to hold our hands and he's going to take us to the Gentiles and we're going to, you know, eyes are going to be open. And we're going to bring people, prisoners, out of darkness. And so God is going to free those people who are sitting in darkness. Amen? And so uh, the, what we see is very important. And so I'm going to lead us to Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter 13. And um, we're going to go from there. Um, this is a story about... The children of Israel, they have wandered in the desert for a very long time. And um, when they reached the doorstep of Jordan, it's almost 40 years, okay? It's been a long journey. Uh, children have been born in that journey. And so they're looking for their promised land. Okay, and God is taking out of them out of Egypt into the land, the promised land, the land of 
milk and honey. And so God, when they're at, at the very doorstep of the promised land, God says to Moses, gather 12 leaders. 12 leaders um, in, in the 12 respective tribes. Okay. Oh, hi, uh, Aliyah. Hi, hi. hi. Good to see you. Um, welcome to our Zoom meeting. And uh, we're just talking about what do you see, okay? And uh, we're just starting, uh, we're opening up to the, the book of Numbers, chapter 13. And um, God is instructing Moses to um, pick out 12 leaders from the uh, tribe of Israel. And these 12 leaders, they are to go into the promised land and they are to check it out. Take a look. Okay. And after 40 days, come back and report to us, what do you see there? Amen? Amen. Um, so we're going to start reading Numbers 13, verse 26. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Okay. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them, to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Verse 27, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and with this, it's proof. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The city are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendant of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Verse 31, But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. Then, and they said to, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying that this land, the land to which we have gone as spies, is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people who saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw giants. The descendant of Anak came from the giants. And we, are, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Okay. So we have two groups of people. The first group of people are just two, Joshua and Caleb. Okay. And they're saying to the people that this land is flowing with milk and honey, okay? And here are the evidence. They brought back grapes, clusters of grapes and pomegranate, okay? But they also say that in the land, there are big people. 
And that's all they said. They, you know, what they reported was factual. Okay. Um, and then Caleb says, let us go at once and take possession for we are well able. Okay, so these are the, the report of the first two people. The next 10 people, they say that we cannot go. We cannot go because the people in there are too strong. And the land there, it's going to kill us. If, you, if we go into this land, sooner or later, it's going to devour us. It's going to eat us alive. And so when the people hear it, Numbers chapter 14, verse 1. So all the congregation lift up their voices and cry. <laughs> and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. If only we had died in the wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should become victims would it not be better for us to return to Egypt so they said to one another let us select another leader a leader and return to Egypt so right away when they hear the report that, that there are giants in the land they all cry after they cry all night, they complain, okay? Does that sound like some of us sometimes? We cry and we complain and they say, no, no, it's too hard. It's too difficult. Whatever we're doing, we cannot do it. We're going back, okay? Uh, I don't want to follow you anymore because where you are leading me is too hard. Okay, that's the voice of the popular opinions. You see, the people, they like to hear the voice of the popular opinions. 10 out of 12 people says this land is too difficult. That's the voice of the majority. That's the voice that you're listening to today. When you turn on your TV, on your radio, on your phone, on your social media, you are listening to the voice of the majority. But you're not listening to the voice of Joshua and Caleb. You're not listening to the voice of these two men who says, we can do it. We can overcome it. There are challenges where you need to go. In this life, there are challenges, and they're not easy. But we're telling you that this is the right place. This is the right direction, and we need to go here. Okay? But most of the people, all they hear was, it's too hard. Those giants in this land will take us down. It's too difficult. We won't be able to overcome them. Okay, so there are challenges ahead of you, and you see mountains, you see strongholds, you see obstacles, you see uh, difficulties, all right? 
And so you're saying, you know what? It's too much for me. I think I'm going to go back. Okay. You know, there is a land that God is promising his people. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. There is a land of rest. There is a land of blessing. Okay. We can go there. If you listen to Caleb. We can go there if you listen to Joshua. But if you listen to everyone else. You will not be going there. But God wants us to go there. It's very important that, that, that we, in this very hour, that we stop listening to the voice of the majority. We need to listen to the voice, the still small voice of God, because God is not going to compete himself with popular opinions. Okay? It is the opinion of the expert. It is the opinion of CNN, CBC, that this is too difficult. We must turn back. You know, sometimes making the right decision is not easy, right? Doing the right thing in your life, whether it be, um, you know, moving away from that place of darkness, being, um, uh, getting away from the prison, prison, okay? Departing from that old life, the old life that held us back, okay? That's the life that, that the devil wants to keep us in. This is the life that, that wants to imprison us. But God's saying, no, I have a place of rest for you. I have a place where there is peace that you stop striving and fighting, okay? But in this land, of course, there's going to be challenges. But again, you are not doing the fighting. I'm going to fight the battles for you. Okay? You're not going to break a sweat. Sweating is not permitted. Okay? No more sweating. Just let God fight your battle. See, these people, they were fearful. Because they think that they have to fight these battles alone. They think they have to fight their giants alone. But God is calling us to greater things, bigger things, bigger things than ourselves. Right? And so this is, this is the life of a Christian. It's calling us from out of darkness and taking us to his kingdom of his marvelous light. We cannot sit here and be a Christian. When you encounter God, when you have God holding your hand, you cannot stay the same. As a Christian, you cannot stay the same. It doesn't matter where you are in your Christian walk. When God is holding your hand, he is taking you somewhere. Okay? But what stops you from you, on your track? What stops you from going forward, progressing, advancing in the things of God is you listening to the voices of, of other people. You're listening to voices that are not of God. You're even listening to your own flesh. Okay? In Matthew 14, 29... Peter was 
listening to Jesus. He was on the boat. You know, this story about Jesus on the boat happens quite a bit in the gospel. And in Matthew chapter 14, verse 29, Peter, uh, Jesus sent out all the disciples and tell them to go to the other side of the lake, the Sea of Galilee, okay? But Jesus did not go with them this time. And in the middle of night, a great storm arose, and Jesus walked on water out in the middle of night to meet them. And when Peter saw Jesus in the middle of the storm, in the water, they thought that it was a ghost. So Jesus called out to them, it is I, do not fear. Okay? And, and, and so Peter says, Lord, if it is you, bid me come. Okay? Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. And so Jesus says, yeah, come, come, come and meet me out here. So Peter started out climbing out of the boat and walked on water, okay? It says that when Peter saw the storm, he was afraid. And then Jesus saw that Peter was sinking. Jesus reached out his hand and pulled Peter up and says again, why are you fearful? Ye of little faith. <laughs> you know, this is a very um, recurring theme uh, for this last couple of weeks. We've been talking about fear and little faith again. Because when Jesus say, come, uh, we listen. But when we trust our eyes and natural instincts, when we listen to the, the noise the storm is making, we take our eyes off Jesus. And that's when we stop advancing, but that's when we start thinking, okay? By the grace of God and the mercy of God, he reaches out and grabs our hands and walk with us back to the boat. And on that boat, they proceeded to go to the other side of the lake. Amen? So what do we learn from there? We learn that, that we cannot trust our own eyes or our natural instinct. We cannot be allowed the noise of the storm distract us from God. Spiritual, when we are spiritually deaf, we become spiritually blind as well. Our eyes and our ears are connected. Okay, when we cannot hear God, we cannot see God. Because the word of God is a lamp unto our feet. Right? His word calling out to us, commanding us to go to the other side. That should be our light. That should be our vision. But in the case of the children of Israel... They have allowed to, themselves to, to be fearful because they heard from the majority. They heard from CNN that 
It's too difficult. It's too dangerous. It's going to kill you. This climate change, it's going to kill us all. Okay? This global warming, we're going to die. COVID, we're going to die, everybody. Okay? Stay locked in your home forever. Throw the key out. Because COVID is going to kill you. COVID and it's his children. It's children. You know? So buy into the fear. Okay? Give up your freedom. Give it all to the government. Allow the government to control your life. Surrender. <laughs> okay? That's the voice of CBC and CNN and everybody else you're listening to. That's what the devil wants you to hear. Close the church door because you are at risk. Don't go to church because you're going to catch COVID. Okay? Don't, don't visit people anymore. You're going to catch COVID and you are going to die. But God is saying, fear not, I am with you. God says, I am holding your hand. What do you have to worry about? Do not worry about the hair on your head, what you will eat or what you will drink. We talked about last week. Amen? Amen. So what you see depends on who you're hearing it. Who are you hearing? What, what's your source? What is the source of CNN? What is the source of CBC? All the hearing noises from, uh, you know, different scientists, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, they're saying that uh, they make this conclusion that we're all gonna die. And so many policies are made today are based on fear. Not science, not even science. And, and the thing with science nowadays is it's always evolving because the things that are happening in this land, we're just learning about it, okay? COVID was a new thing. It's a new thing. We never heard of it before. Well, actually, the, you know, it's been around since 2000, okay? It's been around, but this is a new variant. But you know how, how society learned about COVID? It's, it's an ongoing discussion. It's not settled science. The same thing with climate change, right? But when people make decisions based on fear and self-preservation, we all lose, right? So when, you when you're looking at your life, and decide, should I go ahead or should I stay? What is it based on? Are you basing your decision based on fear or what God is saying? Allow yourself to let God lead you, okay? God doesn't want to fight you, but you know what? When you're reading Numbers 13 and 14, it's like, God is fighting. God is striving with the children of Israel. They are stubborn. Okay? So allow yourself to, to listen to God. Um, what is it now? Verse 13, Numbers 14. Israel cried and complained to Moses. They wanted to go back. They cried. 
okay? And they complain. When they hear that, when Joshua and Caleb hear that, of course, they were pretty sad. Now I'm going to tell you, Joshua, the name Joshua means Jehovah is my salvation. Okay. You know what Caleb means? Caleb. Yeah, the young man who says, yeah, we are well able to take this land. We can fight this uh, giant. Okay. You know what his name means? It means dog. A dog is telling you that you can go and fight these enemies. What does that mean? You know, Caleb, in, in Numbers 14, chapter, uh, chapter 14, verse 24, God says, but my Caleb, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Okay, I just want to dwell on this for a little bit. Okay, so a, a man named Caleb, okay, a man named Dog is speaking to you and say, he's, he's actually encouraging you. He said, you know what? Don't be afraid of these giants. This is what he said. If God delights in us, verse 8, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread, and their protection has departed from them. The Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Are you hearing? Are you hearing Caleb? Are you hearing the man called Dog? I just want to let you know that you know sometimes our ears we like to um, listen to the voice of the expert. Oh, the expert tells me that I should do this and I should do that, and we need to listen to the experts, right? It's like the Jewish people, they like to listen to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, okay? They don't want to listen to the scribes, the teachers of the law, okay? These are the so-called experts. But I'm going to tell you, God says today is listen to the murderer. Listen to the the adulterer, listen to the prostitute, listen to the impulsive fisherman. Now, who am I talking about here? The murderer, Moses murdered a man, did he not? The adulterer, David was an adulterer, okay? Who's the impulsive fisherman? Peter, right? You know, he, who had full fear. He's not an expert on this, but I'm telling you, he has experience. 
right? Listen to the prostitute, the, 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 the woman at the well, okay? Listen to those voices. But you know what? If you're accustomed to listening to the voice of the expert, you're going to hear these people and you're going to say, why would you listen to a murderer? And why would you want to listen to an adulterer? Why would you listen to a prostitute? Why would you even listen to Paul, the guy who persecuted the church? Why would you even uh, listen to uh, the impulsive fisherman? You know, why would you listen to the tax collector, Matthew? Why would you do that? They're not experts. And certainly, why should you listen to this dog? Right? Isn't it? But I'm going to tell you, you know what? God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. All right? You know, those who are simple of heart, those people who have done bad things, they are sinners. They are not perfect. But you know what? In their imperfection, they heard God. They have a different spirit. You know, you know, you know that you have a different spirit in you when you start listening to God. If you listen to the world, you're listening, you have a you have the spirit of the world in you. But the spirit of God will speak you to you and lead you and guide you. That's why Caleb, God says that he has a different spirit. And that spirit that we have today is called the Holy Spirit. The spirit that is not of this world, but is the spirit of God himself. And he's the one that is speaking to us this very hour. And not to be afraid. Not to be fearful, but allow him to take your hand and lead you into that promised land. Lead you ahead that your life would go from glory to glory. You cannot sit in your darkness and remain in darkness. It is not possible for you to remain the same when God is holding your hand and leading you, okay? And you know what? This first giant will not be your last giant. Until you learn to fight your first giant, you cannot fight your second giant. So you need to be faithful and learn to fight your first giant. David fought his giant and slay his giant, right? But the children of Israel, they couldn't fight those giants. They were afraid of Goliath because they didn't know how to fight the giant. They, they fought it on their own strength. But David says, I come in the name of the Lord. How dare you uncircumcised Philistine defy the army of God, right? And David reached out into his pocket, just with a little stone, shot down that giant. But it wasn't David that fired that stone. It was the hand of God. Amen? A stone killed a giant. Amen. Come on now. 
not spears, not swords, not not muscle. It's just a stone from thrown from a hand of a little boy who can even walk with all those shields and armor. Okay, David tried on the armor of um, King Saul. Okay, but it was too big, too heavy, and David couldn't even move in there because he was a boy. A teenage boy slay a giant. What does that mean? It means in Zechariah says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Okay? So don't look at yourself and say, oh, I'm so fancy. I'm so strong. I'm so good. No. God will be fighting your battles. Hallelujah. So what are you seeing today? Are you seeing from the eyes of the expert? Are you listening to the expert or are you listening to the dog? Okay. Humble yourself and listen to the dog. Okay. Because God can use a dog or a donkey to speak to us. Amen. 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 Um, you know, David says it best. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in path of righteousness. So it's all about God and it's not about you. It's all about him. Hallelujah. And because you allow God to speak into your life and you allow God to his word to lead you, that's where you enter your promised land. That's where you enter that place of rest and peace. So if you're finding yourself complaining and whining uh, and have nowhere to go, it's, it's, you know, be honest. You're, you're, you're looking and you're listening to the wrong people. You're listening to the expert, but you didn't hear God. Right? And you know what? These people, the children of Israel, they, um, they are so stubborn. And, and so it made God mad. God was mad at them. God was angry. When you rejected God, when you rejected his word, you reject God, right? So don't, don't reject God. And God, because of their stubbornness, it prevents the children of Israel um, from entering the promised land. And those people that rejected God, they did not enter into the promised land. They end up dying in the desert. God says, the people that is going to enter this promised land are Joshua and Caleb. And all the young children, they can enter into this promised land. But you who are stiff-necked, stubbornness, you are going to die in the desert because you don't want to follow me. Right? So after they hear the word, they said, you know what? We're going to try and attack those people. And sure enough, they attacked. And the, the inhabitants of uh, Canaan attacked them and killed them. Because God was not with them. And not just because God is not with them. They don't want 
God in their lives. So hallelujah. Are you guys hearing me today? Yeah. You know, Good. allow God to speak to you and let his word lead you to that place. Don't, do not, if you find that you're, you're the same yesterday, the only person that can remain the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow is God. But us, we cannot remain the same, right? So today, you know, we may be stubborn, but you know, if you allow God, you will be soft. You will be gentle. You'll be kind and wise, right? If you were um, fearful today and you allow God to speak into your life, then you're going to walk by faith and you're going to go places that faith leads you. And that's where you find your rest. Okay? So many of us in this time, in this hour, we're yeah. so afraid. Uh, afraid what's out there. Um, and we know that there are people out there that, that did not leave their house because they are afraid of COVID. Right? But we cannot allow fear to run our life. It's God, faith that leads our life. Hallelujah. So it depends. What do you see today? What are you seeing? What you see depends on what you hear. And what you hear depends on who you hear from. Hallelujah. Amen. So allow yourself to listen to the dog. I'm the big chili here. I'm the big dog here, okay? <laughs> um, Anyway, so I, I, I want to thank you for uh, joining uh, me in this hour, and um, thank you for listening. And again, it's, it's, I pray that just one word that you hear from God today, and that will give you strength and direction so that you, you go on from, from where you are uh, to beyond and not stay in the same place like you were last year or yesterday. You know, you may be a murderer, but a murderer became a saint. You know, Moses was a murderer, but you know what his name means? You know what, what Moses' name means? It means two things. It means drawn from the water, and it means deliverer. God took a murderer... And turn him to a deliverer of the children of Israel. Amen? Yeah. And Amen. if God can change the life of a murderer, if he can change the life of a tax collector or a prostitute, God can change any one of us. Hallelujah? You believe Amen. that? Amen. Amen. So God can change our lives. And I pray that... that um, that you allow him to speak into your life and allow him to change because he just wants us to lead us beside the still water. He wants us to, to make us lie down in green pasture so we don't have to worry about anything. We are his sheep and my sheep hear my voice. Amen. Amen. Let me bless you and close uh, uh, today, today's um uh, service. Amen. Hallelujah. I just thank you, Lord, for your your sons and your daughters, Father God, as we gather 
here at your feet. And we just thank you, Lord, that your word does not fall on deaf ears. And that your word is alive unto our feet. And so your word shines a light into our darkness, Father God. And where we can see is where we can go. Where our vision is, Father God, that's where we're going. And thank you, Father God, that you're not taking us back to Egypt, that you're not taking us back into the wilderness. Father God, you lead us into green pasture, a place of rest and a place of peace and security and joy and comfort, Father God. So I thank you, Lord, that you are the great shepherd. You know how to take care of us. And so, Father God, we put our lives into your, your hands. And I thank you, Lord, for every heart to hear this. Lord, that their lives be transformed from glory to glory, Father God. That you you calling out them out of the darkness, Lord, and bring them into your marvelous light. And so, Father God, let their eyes see it. Let, let them taste the milk and the honey, Father God. Let them see Taste the fruit of your land, your kingdom. Father God, that there is no turning back. And so, Father God, bless my brother and my sister, Father God, this week. As they commit themselves to going forward by what they hear and what they see in your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank bless you. you. Bless you. Bless you. Bye. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank Bye -bye. you. Thank you, Tony. Bye.